and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? It's your boy, Highlight Real, aka the Prince of Vodge, baby. That's right, we are back with yet another episode. Oh, I believe this is episode number 12. Woohoo! Yeah! Dose, baby, for my Spanish listeners out there one time. Oh, yes, we are back in full effect with yet another episode. I have got something real special lined up for you guys today. A real dope special guest in the house. And I'm about to introduce to him real quick for you very, very soon. But first, you know how your boy roll. We got to go and we got to get into a little bit of wrestling news. But just before I do that, I just want to let y'all know that your boy coming in fast. Coming in quick, coming in right on time. That's right, so fast, and yet there won't be any. And I repeat, there will not be any postpones on this hit show. That's right, yeah, I said it. We gonna be live all the time in full effect. No coronaviruses over here. I'm gonna stop what we doing right now at the License Box Podcast. And speaking of which, Corona, man, what a... What a turn, man. We are three months into 2K20, and tell me, how can so much happen in such a little amount of time with a year that is barely three months old right now? It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, wow, ladies and gentlemen, have you right now, if you're listening to this, you've probably already heard the news, and you already know that Pretty much the majority of everything we watch sports is pretty much postponed in this moment in time right now. Or dare I say, completely canceled. Who really knows? It's going on into the foreseeable future. But one thing that's so far still, still reigning, still defending, that's right, 36 years strong, WrestleMania is still at least to our knowledge, it is still, I repeat, WrestleMania is still considered to go on. As they say, the show must go on, people. And we know that in the wrestling world, a lot of times, much like sports, they like to escape reality. They like to take the wrestling ring and they like to kind of give you guys something to take your mind away from the everyday ventures of life. Wrestling is almost kind of like that superhero you look up to a little bit. You just feel invincible. It's kind of rare that you see a cancellation in the pro wrestling world, unless it's something so catastrophic that you kind of have to cancel it, you know, like a snowstorm or something. But even then, WWE still found ways to entertain you even through a snowstorm. So, WrestleMania, what's the update? As we know, WrestleMania is coming up April the 6th. So... Let's find out what the latest update is. <clears throat> the sporting world, and this is all brought to you by Wrestling Inc. Shout out to Wrestling Inc. for this uh, recent update. <clears throat> the sports sporting world has been turned upside down this week with the M e NBA, MLS, NCAA, NHL, and other leagues announcing either postponement or cancellation of their seasons due to the coronavirus. WWE has only confirmed one change so far due to the pandemic. Ah, pandemic. Sorry, guys. I'm a little botched right now with my pronunciation, so forgive me if I get that way. But which is moving Friday night's SmackDown event from Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan, to the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, with no audience? So 
right there we see that SmackDown, which is tomorrow night, is technically speaking, it's a tape show, just in case you didn't know. So not only is it not going to be live, it's going to be a tape show, but they're going to be taping it in the Performance Center. So that's going to be very interesting. I don't know about you guys, but we've seen NXT, as in this past Wednesday, in the Performing Arts Center. But SmackDown, the main roster, the, uh, some would argue, A show right now, since it's got that Fox money, it's, it's going to be kind of weird, especially if that's broadcasting on Fox, I'm assuming. It's going to be kind of weird to see SmackDown in the Performance Center. That means no pyro, no crowd. That's 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 going to be very interesting to watch. I don't know about you guys, but I'm very interested to see how that SmackDown episode goes. Nonetheless, WWE's upcoming live events at Madison Square Garden later this month is expected to be postponed and or canceled, while the status of WrestleMania 36 is up in the air. WWE issued a statement regarding the coronavirus and the impact of its business. They noted that they have substantial financial resources, both available cash and debt capacity, which currently total more than $0.5 billion. They said that pandemic might advise their business in several ways, including live event ticket sales, the sale of merchandise at those events, and they added that they may be directed to cancel, postpone, or even relocate certain upcoming events and the number of these changes is unknown at this time. Now, in the full statement here, to sum it basically up, it's saying a lot of the same thing. So we'll go to the final paragraph where it basically says, while we remain committed to hosting WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, April the 5th, we are putting a contingency plans in place in the event that is canceled by government officials, civil authorities, and or local venues. WWE said... The health and safety of our fans, performers, and employees are our top priorities, and we are monitoring the situation closely with our partners and the government officials in Tampa Bay. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So far, WrestleMania 36 is still a go, but it is very, very much hanging by a thread right now. Day to day, if you will. So find out next time on the next exciting episode of Live Subotch. Will WrestleMania still be alive and hanging well? Will we see the coronavirus strike again and knock down yet another juggernaut in the sports entertainment world? Let's find out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for your wrestling news on today. See, I don't want to keep you guys all down in the dumps about this coronavirus stuff. So if you're you're safely nestled at home and you got your feet propped up and you want to get some good laughs and some good entertainment and all that good stuff in, well, look no further than right here on the Life's Botch podcast, people, because without further ado, I got a guest, guest that's been patiently waiting, Um, and I think it's about time to introduce this guy to you guys. So let me go ahead and just uh mention a few little things right here in this guy's resume for you. <coughs> he is the Director of Promotions and Marketing for Honorable Records, Papoose and Remy Ma Promotions, CEO of Six Families Incorporated, Management for Shame Dollars. Oh, and did I mention, he also did marketing work for Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Impact Wrestling, baby. And, uh, well, without further ado, let me just let this man tell you a little bit more about himself. So we gonna introduce to you right now, Mr. Vinny. Vinny, are you live in full effect, my friend? 
What up? What up? What up? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, my brother. How are you doing today? Hey, man, maintaining, not complaining. You know, man. that's the name of the game. <laughs> yes, sir. I love that motto right there, my <laughs> friend. That is definite. You notice he said that. Maintaining, not complaining, ladies and gentlemen. That is a fact of life, as my boy Eli Drake would say, you know. So, <laughs> Mr. Vinny, it is a pleasure to meet you. It is a pleasure to have you on the Life's About Show. Please, please tell the listeners all about yourself, what you do, and uh, yeah, man, what you're all about. Yeah, first and foremost, thanks for having me, man. Pleasure. Um, you know, it's always good to chop it up with, uh, you know, um, with, with different different individuals who like different things. You know, the wrestling is a, is, a, is an incredible thing, so we're going to talk into that. But um, yeah, uh, Vinny, first name, last name, Elysia. Uh, I come from the the, the great incredible borough of Brooklyn, New York, Brownsville to be exact. Um, you know, um, I'm just a kid out here trying to make a dollar, man. You know, that, that's really what it's about. Um, uh, I'm a hip hop. Um, I guess to kind of give you a synopsis of what I do, um, mm -hmm. I am the head of promo promotions and marketing for Honorable Records, which is Pat Poose. Um, that's Pat Poots' record label. Anybody who doesn't know Pat Poots, um, use Google. Google's a helpful tool. Uh, you're going to see he's the real deal. Um, he's, uh, I also work uh, very closely with his wife, Remy Ma. And um, my, my company, Six Families Inc., is basically, um, it's, it's a multi-platform um, company where we basically provide services, uh, pr promotions and marketing, you know, um, uh, for instance, for, you know, uh, for Pat Poose and Remy, music is our thing, albums, uh, streams, uh, videos. Um, so really getting it out to our demos, you know, whether it be, um, uh, uh, you know, a city like New York or if um, we have a record that we push into um, maybe somewhere down south. Um, so it's just coming up with, with marketing strategies to really... Um, not only cater to our fan base, but also grow, you know what I mean? And um, the great thing about us is we're all independent, so uh, we really don't have nobody to answer to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, whatever we want to do, you know, uh, we spend our own money, you know, and uh, we, we basically invest in ourselves. So, um, but that just kind of gives you a brief synopsis of, of what I do. And, um, you know, recently, um, uh, top of 2020, um, a little bit before then, but um, I, I've been working... Um, hand-in-hand uh, -hand with, with Impact Wrestling um, and uh, just really, you know, working with them to um, really get the, 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 the product out to um, really a different kind of fan base. So, but that's what I do out here, man. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to toot my horn or nothing, but I'm really good at what I do, you know what I'm saying? So the hip-hop world, you know, is, is my thing, and, you know, now I'm branching off to a, a, a different entity. Man, that is such an impressive and amazing resume, my friend. Um, and not to mention just... It's 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 beautiful to 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 take the art of marketing, the art of working for oneself, and 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 make the best out of what you got, and and see the success behind it, man. You are definitely a living definitely. testimony of that. And uh, wow, wow, appreciate that, brother. That that is incredible. So I just let me just uh, we, definitely we got a round of applause that we're gonna give, you know, definitely for that one. Uh, sound effects not included there, people. Just make that, uh, you know, and visualize in your head the sound effects of a thunderous, thunderous applause because we know how that goes. But nonetheless, man, um, 
Wow, that is amazing. So, so let's 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 talk. Um, let's let's stay on the music side, and we'll we'll flip it to the wrestling soon. But let's let's talk okay. a little bit about the music side because one thing that uh, as as an artist myself, um, one thing about the music industry and the wrestling industry is that they are very very similar and hand in hand. Now, as someone who does marketing for both mm-hmm. Impact and then also working with Papoose and Remy Ma. Have you noticed and seen the similarities and the hustles behind both businesses and grinds? Yeah, that's an interesting question, man. Um, definitely. I, th- I think that, I think nowadays you seeing, um, especially on the music side, I think you're getting a lot of people um, come up with very creative ways to push the product out. And if you really think about it, right? So wrestling, well, pardon me, on the music side, you're building towards usually uh, an album, a single, a video, right? Um, and your ultimate goal is to get people to, you know, either purchase something, um, look at it, or, or, or sample it, right? Right. So in the pro wrestling industry, it's kind of the same thing, right? So, you know, you, you have, um, I'll give you an example just to kind of, um, you have a product, you have, you know, a, a, a ticket that is being um, that is being basically toured around the country. Um, so you, you want to have people sample your product on television, right? Uh, with hopes that they purchase a ticket to come see you in a town um, and or, you know, purchase, um, you know, a pay-per-view on uh, whatever channel that you get. So there's so many different parallels to it that I think that's why it's so easy for me to fit into that um, mm-hmm. because I think that, the music game is, um, especially in hip hop right now, you know, hip hop is the most consumed genre of all music, you know? And, um, I think the beauty about that is that you have different, basically whatever your preference is, right? So if you like, um, I don't know if you like, um, you know, let's say Migos and, and a lot of these new rappers coming out, um, who, who have, very great records and very catchy hooks and, and verses. Um, there's something out there for you. You just gotta find it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing, you know, with with hardcore hip hop or maybe more lyricism. Like there's something out there for everybody, so you can reach and go find it. You know, and the same thing with pro wrestling, right? Um, it, it's such an uptick right now. You got so many fans who um, are watching different things, and you got certain fans that like this style. You got you know, certain fans that like this. My my goal is to to pick the people who who might fit. You know what what we're trying to do, and I say, yo, come check this out, man. You, you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be disappointed. Um, but but to answer your question, it, there's a lot of parallels, and I think that's what um is kind of drawing me into this this new age of promotion, um, w- with the pro re- professional wrestling company is because um the the end game is for your 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 consumer to come see you you know, in, in your city and purchase a ticket, buy some shirts, you know what I'm saying? Buy some things and, um, you know, have them purchase, you know, pay-per-view or whatever the payoff is going to be at the end of the thing. So uh, I think of it, uh, your album, you know, an artist's album, you put 12 weeks of marketing into it. You got a hot single, you know, you got a crazy video, you know, and, um, you know, at the 12 meet mark, boom, your album come out, you know what I'm saying? And that, that's your revenue stream. So very, very similar. Man, spitting those nuggets and that knowledge right there. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're taking notes right now as you listen to this podcast. (laughs) See, it's not just a wrestling podcast for your wrestling needs and information and and all of these things. See, at the Life's a Bosch podcast, we like to also give you some nuggets, give you some Mm -hmm. learning experience, because this doesn't just tie into the wrestling world, guys. This also ties into everyday life. You got to grind. You got to grind. You got to know how to market and put yourself out there. Whether you're an artist, whether you're a social media editor, a marketing exec, a business exec, a journalist, it doesn't matter. You've got to market yourself. So take heed of what this man is teaching you guys, because I promise you, it is definitely, definitely knowledgeable. Thank you for that, my brother. Okay, so I guess my next question for you here would be, what is it like working with Papoose and Remy Ma on the independent hip-hop scene. What is the work ethic like when you're working with them? Um, so it's it's a different grind because every decision you make mm-hmm. um, could impact you, whether it be financially um, or... Um, really, that's a big thing is financially. Like, um, I'm 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 gonna give you a little bit of of my history. I ain't gonna dive too much into it, but the first ever marketing um, slash promotion gig I got, I was 15 years old, and I was working for Diplomat Records, um, who at the time, and if if if, if your listeners are are, are, are hip hop heads, mm-hmm. um, it was a group um, compiled by an artist named Cameron, who who was from New York, and he had a group of, of rappers who. Um, he called, they called themselves the Diplomats. And at the time, they were signed to a major label uh, headed by Jay-Z. And I know a lot of people know who Jay-Z is. Uh, <laughs> and at the time, it was called Rockefeller Records. So um, I, my first dose of, you know, major money being spent in marketing dollars was from literally one of the greatest labels that's ever been, you know, created. So... Um, I was really blessed to have an opportunity to kind of see how how it works from the top down to the bottom. And I think what, what I ended up finding out was is that there's a middleman, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that middleman sometimes squeezes the juice out of the, the, let's just say, the dude on the left and the dude on the right. Oh, that yeah. middleman really uh, could cause some problems. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think that you know, I learned at a very young age, and I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I have a lot of peers that are in the in the industry now who do a lot of incredible things on a major label, and um, you know, I take nothing away from them because I think they know the game, they know the hustle, um, mm-hmm. but they got to deal with a lot of uh, 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 craziness, uh, is the proper word to say it, and and I think being independent for me is different because you're basically putting, you're investing in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be smart, number one, of where you're putting the money, but then also you got to really understand and, and do your homework because the the middleman, so I'm going to call him the middleman. Um, mm-hmm. I got other words for them, but, you know, this is a family-friendly fa- uh, f- uh, show. Uh-huh. Um, the middlemen, you know, what they end up liking to do is they like to work the least amount mm-hmm. and, 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 and make the most money. I'm not mad at them, right? Because I mm-hmm. think all of us like to do that, possibly. But I think when you're when you're when you have an artist that you are passionate about and you work for them and the product or whatever you're pushing is something near and dear to your heart, 
it's better to invest in yourself because I'll tell you on the back end, the revenue stream, whatever you, you know, you put into, mm-hmm. um, it's all yours. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I, I reference, uh, uh, I reference, a, a, a bar from Pusha T, uh, on, on, on a recent record he was on last year. He says, um, he said, um, with an 80, 20 split, like master P, Mm-hmm. Um, why would I ever, why would I ever let you 50, 50, you ain't half of me. <laughs> and, and I think that that bar really resonates with what I do personally. It's like, yeah. you know, I can figure out a way to cut the middlemen out and, 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 you know, I might have to spend a little extra money, but mm-hmm. on the back end, um, you know, it, I'm going to be recouped, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Sometimes you lose money, but I think when you think about it, you took a risk and you learned something, right? Um, and who knows, you know, you might've, you know, spent a little less money than you would have spent using a middleman who, who's going to squeeze the juice out you, you know what I'm saying? So, um, independence, a beautiful thing. And I've been blessed to be in an independent situation, um, really since, since 2009, you know, Hmm. when when Pat left Jive Records, um, you know, Pat was signed to Jive Records for $1.5 million in 2006. Um, there wasn't a there wasn't a rapper uh, or an MC who had a lucrative deal like that. Uh, 50 Cent was signed for 800000 in an advance to, to Eminem and, and Dr. Dre's label. So, mm-hmm. you know, at that point in time, you know, um, we kind of seen the devils and the demons happening on that, on that corporate level. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? We, we, we kind of got wise. You know, we, we went through some struggles, you know what I mean? But I'll just tell you, being independent is such a beautiful thing. And um, you just got to invest in yourself, man, and um, yeah. cut that middleman out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and and um, that is that is great um, knowledge. And, and again, just with my experience of being an artist, that that definitely is something I have understood totally over the years. Uh, because when I was feel, still kind of learning this, and I mean even now, still learning, but like at the early, early stages when it went from being a hobby to a, hey, you know, this could be a thing for real. And like learning like, hey, you know, I want to get signed now. You know, I could be up there with a, like you said, a Jay-Z or a Papoose or, you know, a Dipset or, 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 you know, a 50 Cent and all of these, you know, I could, I could get signed and and get this money and then just X, Y, Z. But, but, but then as I got educated over the years to the fact that this middleman, as we speak of, is is the one that really does the majority Savage. of the work. Exactly. Right. And and just and kills all of your momentum because you're thinking, you see this contract, you see this money, and you're like, yo, I'm about to get a house. I'm about to, I'm about mom's about to be good. We finna be right. litty. And then you're realizing that once you really start popping off your album or your singles or whatever. All of a sudden, you realize, wait a minute, where's the revenue I'm getting from what this money? I got the number one single or the number one album. And then you're like, nah, that advanced money that you got. Yeah. Yeah. No, you spent that money. Yeah. It's crazy. I I, I tell a lot of people, I tell a lot of aspiring artists, right, you Mm -hmm. know, to to not get too caught up in what you see on social media and what you see in the videos because... What ends up happening, what ends up happening is that, I'll put it to you this way, right? If you right. a kid, 18, 19, 20 years old, and you rap, you know, and you, you good, you know what I'm saying? You, you, yeah. 
you're on the wave and people like you and, you know, you're kind of in tune with what's going on now. Because as you know, with hip-hop, and I think I think more so with hip-hop more than anything, it's controlled by the youth, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're creating the new dances and they're creating the new flows and the new cadences, right? right. If you 18, 19 years old, you're probably still living with your moms and a label comes up to you and is like, hey, I want to sign you for $250,000. Like, that's life-changing, you yeah. know? And I don't fault the artist for signing the deal because it's a lot of money, it's definitely life-changing. But I think what we got to do is we got to get out of that mind state and say, you know what? Um, you know, I'm, let me figure out and learn and, and, and understand the way the game is and not get caught up with that. Because what ends up happening is these dudes take the money, 250000 and, mm-hmm. and and there's even bigger contracts than that. I had seen a couple of days ago some young artist signed for like $3 million. And I'm like, I don't think that he's ever going to be able to recoup that money back to the label, but it's a game, you know what I mean? And they definitely take advantage of the, of the, of the young kids. And um, I think it's a dangerous game that, you know, that ends up getting played in our, in our culture. So I just tell aspiring artists, man, invest in yourself, you know, yeah. it, it might suck for a while. You know what I'm saying? You might have to um, save some money. You might have to um, work around and, and, you know, uh, do some things that maybe you're not comfortable with, but the, yeah. the risk is uh, definitely worth the reward. Man, I totally agree with that knowledge. And, 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 and to, you know, actually transition smoothly here from that point. Uh, that brings me to my next point, you know, going on a wrestling tip here. Now, right. indie wrestlers are like artists of today because in today's world, thanks to the world of social media... Indie wrestlers, uh, much like artists are doing right now with social media, indie wrestlers like to cut out the middleman, as we spoke of. And in today's world of pro wrestling, they prefer to do more indie shows to signing over the major companies like WWE or AEW or Impact Wrestling because you have your own creative control as your character that you create. You Mm -hmm. are able to decide where you what shows and cities and states you want to travel to and countries um you you're pretty much the indie wrestler today is a lot like the independent artist they're able to pretty much do whatever with their brand to where they don't necessarily need the exposure of the wwe and the big companies like that right but of course you if you get that you know you're not going to necessarily turn it down unless you're just that hot on the independent scene um so what 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 are your thoughts uh from what you what you know about you know the wrestling scene and and comparing you know the indie wrestler to the independent artist what would you say right now you know um I, i i i've had um i've had some really dope experiences working with some independent wrestlers with a a promotion uh that uh um, I work with um, down where I live at uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and um, mm-hmm. they they are you know they're a, a really cool group of cats because they kind of have that fire. They they want to uh, they basically they're artists, man. They're creators, so they want to go out there and um, you know manifest what they believe is 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 their calling. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that. I think you bring up an interesting point is it's very parallel to the independent artist, right? You're trying to get the attention of, you know, a major label, you know, um, or a major label, a uh, major, major level exec, part of me, mm-hmm. or you're trying to get attention from, you know, WWE, um, AEW, 
um, you know, impact because the, these these places have incredible platforms, right? right? So I think you know what what I think a little bit of a difference though on the, on the aspiring artist side is that you actually have the ability somewhat, and I guess I guess it's a similarity though as well, like with an independent wrestling company, is you have other platforms mm-hmm. to um, you know, for instance, if you got a TV show, right? You can right. um you can take full advantage of um. You could take full advantage of like maybe a YouTube or a Facebook Live, you know what I'm saying? But, but you got to spend money, you know what I mean? So I think it really always comes down to that because when you really think about it long term, right? Um, mm-hmm. You got to really think about, all right, hey, do I want, I put it to you this way, do you want the, the fame and the notoriety or do you want to be a creator to really kind of focus in on, on your craft and kind of do it yourself? And yeah. kind of hold you, you know what, and say, hey, I did this on my own. So I, I think it's a constant struggle from time to time. Um, you know, and, and when I was working for an independent company, I see a lot of guys struggle with, um, they make money, you know what I mean? A couple hundred dollars to do a show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they would they would feel lost because I think they need guidance. So that's why I always tell people, like even with artists, like if you're really good yeah. at being an artist, but maybe you're not good at, you know, marketing and promotion or Maybe you're not good at, you know, managing your own interviews and things like that. Then maybe a major label is something good for you. You know what I'm saying? But I would say, do the knowledge, make sure that you know what comes with that territory. Because, you know, if you're a creator and then all of a sudden they strip you of that creative control, yeah, you signed a contract. Like, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. um, you know, and, and I'm not going to mention any names, but there was a dude that I actually became really, really good friends with who... um. He's, uh, I ain't gonna put him on blast, it's not my style, but, right. you know, just to give you an example, um, he was doing, um, he was doing some shows with WWE, and um, they had offered him a really, really good contract, according to him, mm-hmm. and uh, he was torn about doing it, and I remember a lot of the guys in the back, the independent wrestlers, was like, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, <laughs> and um, he, he ended up not taking it, because he really wanted to, um, you know, he really wanted to make sure that he was kind of in control of, of what he did. And and he was really um, keen about learning. Like, I'm going to visit these countries and learn the craft and be the best that I could be. And when he pops off and he becomes, you know, what he's going to be, you know, I'll let y'all know. And then y'all can say, oh, Vinny was right. Uh, you know, <laughs> Vinny, all this knowledge we dump and Vinny was right. So, um, you know, I, I just always say, you know, I think that, that, that there's always benefits to everything, but there's also um detriments to everything so um but but yeah i think the independent i think you're right on that i think the independent wrestler is definitely like the aspiring artist uh some people need that you know that big corporation to kind of take them under the wing and baby them and, and show them you know what needs to be done and some other people just like a free-spirited you know they're ready to just do their thing yeah exactly exactly and <clears throat> you know you can't fault either one uh, you know, nah. whether you're you're looking to go to to the biggest level of heights you can reach, or whether you're just cool, you know. If you know, um, when I had Nick Hausman on uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, he spoke about you know the indie wrestler of today and how great it is to be an indie wrestler right now with the fact that one minute you start off and you know you you do some local shows, you blow up, then you start working with other promotions, you start traveling before you know it. You got your own merch coming and you got your own merch store and then you're making money off merch. Then you got a podcast maybe and you're getting revenue from that. And next thing you know, you're getting in multiple sources of income to where you don't 
have to work your nine to five anymore because now you're you're set. You you know you're getting booked yeah. for life and you're, you're making money off your merch and 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 then before you know it, maybe WWE, AEW, or Impact Wrestling is offering you a contract and. Now you're making that type of TV money, you know, or, or anything. And it's just like, right, right. you know, it's 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 amazing. And the same thing is, is said for inspirational so artists, man. You know, it's it's a very beautiful time in 2020 uh, to be an artist, to be just an independent contractor in general, man, just to be able to work for yourself. And, and you know, yeah. it, it's all about the work that you're putting in. So speaking of yeah. work with that being said, now let's transition into the work you did with uh, Impact. Now, first Definitely. off, um, from based off of your knowledge, you know this is a, qu- a question I came up with, but I'm, I'm based off of your knowledge right now. I can tell that you, you you've been a, a pretty good wrestling fan over the years. But were you a? Uh, how long have you been a fan of pro wrestling? What got you into pro wrestling? Um, it's funny you ask me that question, man, because um, I, I, I do get asked that every once in a while, and, and my my whole kind of journey on that is so weird. Because it's not like anyone else's, so yeah, I'll break it down to you. Um, so um, I grew up on the East Coast, New York. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, I'm from Brooklyn. So, um, you know, and 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 uh, my, I have family everywhere: Long Island, uh, the city, Jersey. But um, I came across ECW as a kid, and it, you know, it actually messed my life up. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I uh, so I'll kind of I'll kind of tr- just take it back just a tad. Like I remember as a kid, you know, uh, my pops used to watch wrestling here and there. I remember Jake the Snake with the snake, and I was like, "What is this? This is wild!" <laughs> and yeah. then um, and then like um, then I, I remember like seeing certain fan members, you know, watching like WCW, like early, you know, WCW or whatever. And then um, I came across ECW, and I remember it was this bad little kid in my neighborhood, bro. He was like, when I tell you he was like the, the little rascal of the hood, like, that, that was him. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day, you know, doing what kids do, uh, playing outside. We come inside, and he had this tape, and it was, it was wrestling. And I was like, what is this? He threw it on, and it was ECW. And I don't remember what it was, but I just remember, like, someone getting busted open. And I'm probably like maybe maybe 10, 11, maybe, maybe even younger than that. And I'm like, what is this? And then a little kid told me, hey, man, my, my, my big brother got this. Like, you can't see this in, in on TV. It's banned. And wow. like, at that point in time, I was like, oh, it's banned? Like, you're not supposed to have this? Psh, I want it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, fast forward a couple years, um, I ended up... Um, kind of getting tapes here and there as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was so hard to get them because at the, I, I think at the time, you know, ECW wasn't really, like, it was, it was I guess, big in the industry, but it really wasn't, like, a mainstream thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I remember um, my pops took me to a couple of events, and one event that kind of changed my life. So I was at the Madhouse in Queens, right? Right. And, like... Like I said, like, I was a wrestling fan, but, like, I didn't really know too much about it. I just remember, like, I used to like who I like. And at the time, Tommy Dreamer was my dude, man. And, and um, yes. uh, shouts to Tommy Dreamer. I, I shared this story with him when I met him, when, when, when we worked together at an indie show okay. where I'm at. Um, and uh, it, it was super humbling to speak with him about it. But 
Madhouse in Queens, uh, the Dudleys were leaving um, ECW that night, allegedly, or whatever. Uh-huh. But they won the belts, right? Right. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, if you if you had followed ECW when you was a kid, but, like, Raven came out. And Ra- I guess at the time, looking yes. back, is what Dreamer uh-huh. told me, I guess Raven was with WCW, and Homie yes. left. Yes. And then he ran up, like no one knew about it. Homie ran in the ring and then they won the belts. And if anybody, you know, follows ECW, yeah. them two were like, they were arch enemies. They were enemies, yes, yes. Still continues to this day. <laughs> but uh so, yes. That that moment as a kid, I was probably like 13, man, maybe 12, 13. Witnessing mm-hmm. that moment as a kid, and I've never heard anybody or people cheer and roar and get so loud in my life. I was kind of hooked from there, bro. I was like, "Oh man, this is my <laughs> this is my joint," and um, yeah. it you know I, I everyone else is funny because like I talk to people sometimes and you know they'll tell me, "Oh man, you know I, I watched Hogan, you know slam Andre, or I seen Hulk Hogan, you know turn on you know A, B, and C, NWO," and they're like, "How'd you get into wrestling?" And I tell them, and they're just like, "Wow," and then they ask me things do you remember seeing this and I was like nah I didn't see that bro <laughs> like it just wasn't in my stratosphere you know as I got older you know yeah. and I think as I started to kind of do my research I started to you know relive a few things here and there but yeah. bro that was it for me as a kid and then I stopped watching it when ECW closed I remember I was actually supposed to go to the last show uh-huh. and I can't remember what happened I think I was in transition of, of moving where I'm at now because I had left New York to come out here and I just couldn't I don't know if I just I didn't go because of that or I can't remember that far back, but when they stopped, I just stopped watching. You know what I mean? And and I really I, I stopped from there. Wow. Man, there is yeah. no crowd. I'm gonna tell you, there's it's it's always interesting when you hear a wrestling fan or someone that is involved with pro wrestling talk about when they got into it, when they bring up ECW, because it's very rare. Like a lot of people definitely were fans of ECW or you know, watched it here and there or, you know, couldn't watch it because it was too violent or however you want to put it. But the fans who got on to pro wrestling through ECW to me are always the most interesting because that show was definitely for adults. And it really, if it was not for ECW, to those who don't know their history, you wouldn't have the Attitude Era, which is, you know, very glorified to people uh, for <laughs> WWE, <laughs> as the greatest right. time in wrestling, which it definitely was, don't get me wrong, but Vince Vince knew what he was doing. You know, he worked with Paul Heyman, and he was able to get some of that hardcore style. And, and yeah. that edge that they got came from ECW. So it's like, had right. it not been for the swag of ECW, we would never probably see WWE in the level or stratosphere that it's at to this day. So ECW definitely probably, helped yeah. him. And uh, so that being said, man, I mean, that's... That's an awesome experience, man. I love it. I love hearing that you're one of the ECW originals, as they say, and that you're one of those who, like, who know, like, no, man, like, wrestling was so different for me at that time, man. So, uh, so, so transitioning from that, then, so what, what got you into wanting to do the marketing for Impact Wrestling? Um, great question. And real quick, before that, like, ECW was so bad, bro. I, I, I won't even lie to you. I remember my parents would have fights that, like, my pops taking me over there. Like, what are you doing? That shit is, you know, it's crazy. What are you doing? Uh-huh. And I just remember as a kid, I was just like, I was just like, I was just mesmerized. Like, I was just, you know, and I told Dreamy this when I met him. I'm like, bro, you guys kind of, you know, 
you guys kind of put something in my brain of like, oh, wow, this is kind of, this is wild. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, that other stuff uh-huh. that's on TV, yeah. it might be cool. But nah, this is the real deal right here. This is the so, real deal, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, you know, I, I, I told Dreamy, you know, I kind of blame him for, for my delinquency over the years. But you know what, though? Um, he, he's definitely been an inspiration to a lot of people because he, he never gave up. You know, yeah. and I think uh, when you see him do these shows and he's still active, um, yeah. it's just super cool because he, he loves the craft, right? He understood the craft. He followed his own path and he did it the right way. And, and he definitely didn't, you know, he didn't um, he didn't do it any other. He didn't do it how someone else wanted it to be done. He did it his own way. So I, I respect that about him. Um okay. So, so I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to track back. Um, no, you no, no. You're, you're good. Yeah, we got you, brother. We got you covered here on Life's a Botch, man. We're good with uh, backtracking I mean. on this show, you know. <laughs> and uh, future reference, future reference, just to let you know, should you ever make any mistakes on Life's a Botch, that's the whole purpose of the show and the title because, wow. well, life is a botch. You're going to make some mistakes, but it's about taking those mistakes, laughing from them, and correcting them in your own fun kind of way. So it's okay, brother. We got you. Um, so basically, what we were saying was, <laughs> what exactly, um, because I did over here where, you know, after the ECW period, when they went through their right. shutdown, you kind of stopped watching wrestling at that point, because I could understand. I mean, suddenly you see ECW come to an end. Not even that long after that, WCW then comes to an end. And WWE is the lone survivor. We see Vince, and he's like, "You gotta, you gotta beat your competition and grab him by the throat, and you gotta choke the life out of him." You know, and just you see Vince just go in a Vince-like <laughs> promo and do what Vince does. Uh, so basically, where I want to go is, what got you from that point? You know, where ECW was like, like you said, it was it was what wrestling yeah. really should be when you when you think about wrestling, this is what it should be, and not you know right. the WCW WWE type of way. So what got you right. into doing the marketing and wanting to do the marketing for impact wrestling? So the journey to impact is kind of is kind of full circle, it's kind of weird, right? So um mm-hmm. obviously, you know, throughout the years I I watch things here and then I would try to kind of tune in um and and try to you know try to enjoy because obviously as a fan you know if you like it you want to try to pop it open and enjoy it but I have been working on an independent scene for a few months uh, with this local company and um I ended up going to um the uh the Vegas tapings for Impact I think it was like November yeah yeah November 2018 and um I had um it was crazy because the 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 guy who um shouts shouts to um Joe DeFalco, he actually runs a company down in Vegas uh called uh, FSW and uh Future Stars of Wrestling. And yeah. he's such a, he's just such a dope dude. And uh, what ended up happening was is I bought a ticket to go and at the time my cousin had just moved out to New York and he's a huge wrestling fan. And uh I was like, hey man, you know. Uh, Impact's going AY, uh, ABC, you want to roll? And it was just like to kind of get out of town, right? Right. Um, so we ended up going, and it was funny because I'm in, I'm getting my tickets to the show because I think it was like a two or three day event, mm-hmm. and I had seen a couple of guys I work with out here, and mm-hmm. one of the wrestlers, um, uh, his name is Manny Lemons. Uh, he, he's he's a dope cat. Yeah. He's like, Benny, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what you mean? What am I doing here? I was like, I'm here for the Impact show, and he was like oh, you working back here? And I was like, nah, man, I got a ticket. And then he was like, (laughs) 
oh, okay, cool, man, I'll see you. And then I had seen a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the one of the big dudes, I guess they was doing a seminar out there for, for like indie talent or whatever. And I guess they were, you know, in front of the impact guys, maybe trying to get a contract. And um, I had been in communication with Ross Foreman, who's uh, head of PR at Impact. And um, I was bored, like, in Vegas. Like, I'm not a gambler. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not a strip club dude. You know, I'm a happily married guy. So I'm like, yeah. what do I do while I'm out here? Like, I hadn't been to Vegas forever because my pops lived there for a while, and I hadn't been there since I was a kid. Right. But I asked Ross, I was like, yo, you got some flyers? Like, yeah, I got I was like, yo, come meet me on the third floor or whatever. So uh, I met up with Ross and uh, um, another lady who works for Impact. Her name is Ashley. And I was like, yo, give me the flyers, man. And I just started hitting town with it. And I was thinking about it while I was doing it. It kind of brought me back to the Dipset days. I was like, because wow. people were interested. They're like, yo, uh-huh. wrestling. And they would kind of look at the flyer. And I think at the time, like, um, I think Johnny Impact was on a flyer. And I remember a couple of kids were like, yo, that's, um, I guess he, uh, they said something like, yo, I've seen him before. He's in another show and, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, whatever. So I just started to kind of get the fans' reaction. And I was like, oh, this <laughs> is kind of dope. Yeah. And um, long story short, man, I mean, from there, um, I just kind of got this dope feeling like like the Dipset days. Where it was like, mm-hmm. these fans are like, these Impact fans are incredible, man. So, you know they're 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 passionate about the 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 company, um, yes. you know they love the they love the camaraderie. Um, yes. Impact treats their fans very very well. Um, they kind of spoil them to a point, yeah. uh, which is uh, you know which is kind of cool. You know what I mean? And I just started thinking like, man, this is dope. And um, I just started kind of talking with Ross and Cole, and you know I, I we came up with with an idea to you know I kind of pitched an idea it was like, look man, y'all need a street team. You know, and and y'all gotta get out here and, and hit these streets hard because, you know, when I was a when I was 15, 16 years old and I was a hip hop fan, you know, mm-hmm. I would I would buy all the magazines and I would be in tune with what albums were coming out every Tuesday. And when I was living in New York, man, if you had an album release, people would know because the whole block would be covered in you know, 50 Cent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Cameron, Joel Santana, um, yeah. everything. So yeah. for me, it was like oh, wow, like, we can apply this to pro wrestling. And I started to do some more research, and um, I had a lot of people tell me, like, I, I try to kind of vet some wrestling fans, and they're like, go to this website, go to this website, do this, too, because I wanted to learn a little bit more about what was going on, because I was so out of tune for a little while. Yeah. Um, you know, I watched WWE here and there. I was a big punk fan. He was my guy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, when, when Impact was called TNA, I was laughing dead at the hardy thing so it was like i, I kind of had you know the basic kind of one too but i was like look man i really need to kind of entrench myself and what's going on and yeah. i just started to kind of think of some ideas to you know uh be different because everybody's doing the same thing and you know it's, it, it's, it resonated and um you know uh hard to kill man uh january um that was a big 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 deal for us man we, we that was the first kind of event that the team you know but it basically was on my back to kind of come up with a, you know, a scheme and, and um, it worked out really well, man. And it was, it was a his, historical event and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to be a part of it because, you know, I got a little daughter. So, you know, to let her know she could do and be whatever is, is actually true. You know, you got people like you got uh, individuals like Tessa going out there and doing it. So I just yeah. really resonate with them because they're, 
they're different, right? And they're, and yeah. they're trying to, they're really trying to do something special. And, and I dig that. Wow, man. That is, that is incredible just to hear your journey back into pro wrestling like that into the scene. But what I really, the two things that stand out to me about what you just told in your story is one, that you were, you, you basically were different in your approach for impact. Like you did something so different from in the wrestling world that that had never been done before and and the fact that it was something that had that's worked for them and has made history and done a lot of things that says a lot about how there's still so much even with all of these promotions uh both indie and you know mainstream there's so many different ways to be unique to stand out and to just truly market, man, that's that's the art of, of good marketing right there. So that that's phenomenal, man, to 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 hear that, and uh, and and just also, man, just your journey with it, man, and and like, literally, I just I love hearing that, bro. Like that that is incredible. So I I would say from there, man, um, what what has your experience? so far been like working with impact wrestling just you know from the time of you know now that we've heard your story of how you got back into the fold you know because again another standout part about what you were saying is that you did your research uh and, yeah, and that's definitely. that's also important as somebody who does marketing but also who is you know creatively different you know you did your research behind everything yep. and most most people and that and that that's really with anything i mean it's always preached in anything that we do you know, when you want to get into something or when you want to do something or you see something that catches your interest, do your research. Mm -hmm. And uh, right. so that that is that's amazing. And, and any wrestling fan has to give their respect to you for that, man, because, you know, there are so many people who have been like yourself. You know, they were big fans of it in its heyday. And and to see how it's evolved now from back in the 90s and the 80s is like, wow you know it's a yeah. totally different industry now and like yo mm -hmm. after researching and seeing like the women man like wow they're not sex <laughs> symbols anymore like they're actually out here doing arguably better than the men right now you know like creating better storylines and wow. putting on better matches yeah, it's crazy you know so mm -hmm. it's it's amazing to see how the industry changed but yeah so to tie that in is you know what has your experience been like working with them so far uh, it's been beautiful, man. I, I give a lot of kudos to Ross Foreman, man. He's such a smart dude, man. And, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people don't know, man. He, you know, he ended up, he had a tenure with WCW. And then when Impact was TNA, and he's been there for, I think, since they've pretty much been a, a company, right? Um, wow. Ross is just such a smart dude because I think I think Ross is, um, um, Ross is a guy who, obviously, he understands his industry very well. And uh, he knows how to connect with fans. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, man, Impact's just got a really, really dope. Um, I, I would probably argue, and and, and I, I probably shouldn't, but, you know, I'm waving that Impact flag because, you know, that, that, that's what I do. But <laughs> yes. I, I, I kind of challenge any company uh, on a major platform like Impact is on, maybe, you know, WWE, AEW. Mm -hmm. Their fan interaction is incredible, you know, and... Um, they Ross does so much great work with that. He also yes. does some incredible work with, with charities, uh, whether it be local in the towns that they hit. Um, so working with them has just been so cool, man. Like, you know, um, they they're what it is is that they're 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 trying to do things um differently, but they're also not scared to take a 
a risk and do something maybe completely different. Um, so really working with them has been cool, man. And, you know, I really, for me, I don't really speak to too much of the talent. Um, I kind of have a different, um, I have a different mind state on, on kind of interacting with talent because, um, I don't like to interfere in their process and things like that. But, you know, I think when, when they're not in the ring and, you know, they're at home and we communicate text or email or whatever, um, that's usually why I like to kind of, you know, the chop, chop, chop it up with them. But, yeah. They're just an incredible company, man. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people um, are really starting to see them rebuild um, yeah. to, to uh, but they're rebuilding in their own way, you know, and I think they're not trying to follow what everyone else is doing. Um, they definitely want to be, uh, as, as we talked about, different. But to answer your question overall, it's just been really cool, man. Um, you know, I give a lot of kudos to Ross Foreman, shouts to Ariel um, at Anthem. Um, Ashley Connor's amazing. She's such a sweetheart. Um, shouts to Ed Northholm. He's, he's a, Man, I like that dude, man. He's a, he's a cool <laughs> cat. Um, yeah. Just really the whole, you know, the whole staff up there is just super dope. And, um, you know, Tommy Dreamer's over there, too, uh, a little yes. bit. So, you know, he's uh, he's definitely a driving force. So um, it, 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 it's been cool, man. It's been super dope. Yes, man. Indeed. And, and you know, I can just tell off of your response. I mean, that, that impact, man, I've always been such a fan of them. Actually, I recently... Uh, went to a show uh, this last Friday night when they were here in Atlanta. Uh, they were doing two tapings, yeah. and uh, I was blessed A-Town to attend the show. Yes, the A-Town Beatdown was <laughs> such a phenomenal experience. It was my very first Impact show. It was my first... Actually, really? it was my very... Yes, it was my... I, wow. I, and the funny thing is, I have watched TNA since way back in their early years when they were... Um, when they were teaming up with NWA, uh, when my boy Ron Killings, you know, it goes under the radar when he was the first African-American to win the NWA championship. I mean, I've been following, uh, I've been okay. following TNA since those days, man. When they, oh, wow. I remember when they were, I remember when they were literally only on pay-per-view and, uh, you know, that was at a time where, you know, between you and me, well, between you, me, and my listeners here, that was at a time when, you know, black cable boxes were a thing, and, uh, you know, you kind of <laughs> could watch pay-per-views on the free, on the slick. Hey, so, man, you know. Tell me, man. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I come from that. that yes, that was at a time where you could catch a pay-per-view without even having to pay the money for it, man. You oh. could just... On site, you could watch what you wanted to watch. So, and and right. even even with the attitude era, I mean, that's how I watched a lot of, you know, that's how I grew to love the attitude era. I think WrestleMania 15 was how I really got into wrestling so hardcore. Like I was in and out with it. And I want to say WrestleMania 15. Anytime I came to visit my auntie in Atlanta, I would always, I couldn't wait to come to her house because I knew she had the cable box where I could just watch any pay per view and all of that. So. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been rocking with Impact for years, man. And I mean, Let's honestly, go. even even in the years that. where like even when they quote unquote had their uh, as they call it a downfall where, you know, after they did the Monday Night Wars with Dixie Carter and they tried to go against WWE as as some mainstream fans like to claim it was, you know, whatever they like to say about that, uh, you know, people think that they fell off, but I stuck with Impact. And I still stick with Impact, and I've seen how they've remoted themselves, and I love how they've transformed now to, you know, a, almost a mainstream indie style of company. You know, like they're they're yeah. basically relevant to the indie scene, but they're still mainstream enough to where, you know, some fans try not to pay. You know, some of the 
WWE and even now AEW fans, I guess, they don't want to pay attention to Impact per se because they feel like, oh, man, that company's quote-unquote dying out or this and that. And it's like, no. And I I try to... I look at it so differently than everybody else because I'm like, no. If they're so quote-unquote in trouble, then why are they still around? Like, clearly they're doing something right right now. You know what I mean? Like, they're... They're doing things very differently, and you guys aren't seeing that. Like I see that, right. and I've I've watched them for years, so I've seen how they've like molded themselves now, and I'm so proud yeah. of them. But but when I went to that eight town beatdown on night one Friday night, man, there was so much positive review I had because as someone who's been to WWE shows, um, you know, I've always been in like nosebleed seats. I mean, it was like, I think the last Raw, I, no, that was SmackDown. I went to a SmackDown and I got to go to somewhat close, closer to ringside, but not quite ringside uh, when I watched okay. that show. And that was fun. And I mean, you know, when they did the dark matches and the 205 lives that they filmed after SmackDown, I got to go ringside for that, you know, but even then the security was still kind of, yeah, you know, uptight a little bit, but you know, right. I enjoyed my impact experience that Good, much man. better because the fact that a I didn't even know I had a ringside seat, so that was just amazing. That was that gave me a <laughs> whole different perspective of wrestling at that point because I've always been such a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. I eat, sleep, and breathe it. And so to be at yeah, ringside yeah. and see and hear it, you know, like to see how different it is from the TV experience, and then. You know, to be able to help the TV crew uh, when they filmed the the TNA uh, classic after Impact, you know, and how they were had some of the TNA originals like you know Kid Cash and 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 man, just so many Scott Steiner coming out. I mean, just so many people I got to see, and wow. I was just like Suicide cool. and Manic. It was just it was beautiful to be at ringside, help the TV crew. You know, I got to get a TV appearance a little bit. I had my, uh, unfortunately, I had a WWE belt replica with me because it was my first replica belt. I got to get me a TNA replica belt so that next time Impact comes to town, I'll have an Impact wrestling belt for that. Uh, Shout out to my buddy Jerry, because my buddy Jerry, my buddy Jerry, if he's listening, shout out to you because he was there with me and he had his Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Oh, and man, I just want to shout out Scott Demore, man, because he uh, we got to talk to him when they were doing the TNA filming, and man, he let me and my boy Jerry not only hold the legit actual TNA championship, man, he got to let us, he let us take pictures with it and everything. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience, man. That belt, that, dope. that I'm glad belt you was, had fun, man. Yes, man. I enjoyed it, man. Uh, shout out to Tanel Dashwood, man. We got to take pictures with her. Shout out to my girl. Oh, my gosh. I can't forget this. My girl, Kiara Hogan, the girl on fire. Oh, man. man, I got Kiera. to take a picture with her, and she is so awesome. I enjoyed my experience with her. Um, it was it was amazing, man. And I, I, I totally, uh, I don't know how often they came to Atlanta. This was my first time since they came. I don't know if they've been to Atlanta before, but I definitely plan on catching them more anytime they come to Atlanta because I have to go to more shows, man. That was phenomenal. Yeah, they, um, yeah, um, they, I believe this was the first time that they've done a, a television taping in Atlanta, and that's kind of why the street team and the street team really hit Atlanta hard because, wow. you know, um, that's a new market, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I got a lot of good feedback from, from you know, uh 
the crew about you know the the, the shows down there and um yeah, yeah you know what it you know what it's really about man it's it's, it's really about you know connecting with the fans and yeah. you know they buy the tickets right so it's connecting with the fans and you know giving them a good time and you know you mentioned something earlier that I, I think really resonates with me is like mm-hmm. I, I I don't you know. When I did my research, obviously prior to you know really wanting to dive deep into this, this kind of genre of, of marketing and promotion, mm-hmm. you know I think that every company's got their ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And, and I think that I think that one of the key things nowadays is that we we have the internet available where anybody can search something and, and instantly you know know everything, yeah. um, and, and and quote unquote be an expert. But I think when wrestling fans are kind of funny, and I've I've learned to kind of like. They're an interesting group of, of, of people, you know. I mean, they're super passionate <laughs> about what they love, and yeah, um, it's kind of it's kind of kind of like a hip hop in a sense. But yeah. you know, I think one of the things that resonates with me is that you know, you're gonna see an impact. You're gonna see the 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 the, the greatest um, performers right now, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be able to see them on this platform, unfiltered, um, uncensored, uh, raw. Um, a hundred percent them. And then what the dope thing is going to be is that, you know, you might see them on a bigger platform, you know, you might see them on a, uh, a bigger platform like a WWE. Cause you know, obviously they're the, they're the top of the food chain. You might yeah. see them transition into a different role. And that's the beauty about seeing, um, you know, what impact is doing is that they, they just have a, a very, very unique, um, group of, of men and women who are passionate as hell about what they do. And and it really resonates when you watch it. It, it resonates when you when you see them live, and they're able to really be the creators we've talked about through this whole interview. Um, yeah. You know, not be tied down, not be told what to do. Really, kind of hone their craft. And you yeah. got some incredible people, um, you know, um, helping them hone that craft. So um, mm-hmm. I tell people, man, I tell you know your listeners and all that, like, don't be so close-minded on you know, one specific style of things, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the beauty about pro wrestling right now and everybody should eat it up is that there's something for everybody. Um, yes. If you like, you know, I was telling, um, <laughs> I was telling uh, uh, this kid, it was funny. He was, he, he had hit me up on, this kid was like 15 years old on social media. And he was like, um, I want to buy this and buy this from impact. I'm like, yo, shop And mm-hmm. I say, yo, you get, you get permission from your parents. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, that product is definitely something, you know, for adults. It's not really yeah. for the kiddos, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You got something. So if you're a family man with kids, you got WWE who, you know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously puts on a great um, a great show for, for their fans. And then you got, um, you know, AEW who's kind of came out the woodwork who might be that young, you know, 20, 18 to 34-year-old who likes mm-hmm. to drink a little bit and get a little crazy. So uh-huh. I just encourage the fans, go out there and start, watching these guys perform because some of these dudes out here, these guys and girls are incredible and, and they're doing some really, really dope things, especially in impact. Cause there's no strings, man. Yeah. You know, I've been told, I've been told, man, like, yo, <laughs> these cats, you know, these are, you know, these are them. Like when you see these guys on TV, you know, yes. um, I'll give you an instance, yo, Sammy Callahan. Mm. Oh, he yes. don't, he, he don't like me. I don't like him. You know what I'm saying? He, he's rude. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a jerk. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Um, Sammy commands your attention. And at, at any given moment, you know, you could, uh, you could either get slapped by him or he won't do nothing. But I think that's just the beauty about seeing them connect. 
yeah. and uh, just yeah. become themselves and, and, you know, really just own that craft. So I just yeah. think Impact's a, a special place right now. And if you're missing out, if anybody's not watching and anybody's not in tune, man, you, you're missing out on, on uh, a lot of people tell me on social mm-hmm. media. I see it sometimes on the Internet, man. They're they missing out on, on literally the best show on TV. So get yeah. in tune with it. I'm telling you, yo, Access TV. Yo, Access TV. Every Tuesday, 8 o'clock, man. Make sure you catch an Impact Wrestling. Look on your local listings, guys. I'm telling you. They have hey, a network. One thing, too. Uh-huh. One thing, too, if, if you don't get access, because I know you know, I know it ain't everywhere. Hey, if you got a phone, you got internet. Uh, Twitch, 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 Twitch.tv um, slash Impact Wrestling, man. It's right there yes. for you. So I don't want to hear no excuses. <laughs> I can't find it. And that's uh-huh. another thing, bro. You know, we, we've been talking a lot about accessibility and, and, and having um, a platform. Yes. Um, Impact Wrestling right now is the most accessible wrestling company in the world. If you you can watch it literally everywhere. And uh, you can't do that with a lot of other places. That's not a knock on them. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's another thing that Impact's doing differently, right? Yes. Um, they own their own content so they could distribute it whatever they want. And yeah. to me... That's cutting the middleman out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're the first promotion that I know of uh, with their own actual wrestling app. I mean, you know, like Impact Plus is genius, man. I mean, I do know WWE does have the WWE network, and it it is cool. But Impact Plus is definitely different because it, it offers some other things and and it connects a lot of the dots as well. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's really cool what Impact is doing. And I just I salute Impact. I will forever love Impact Wrestling, man. They they always have a place in my heart. And in my opinion right now, uh, which is a perfect transition into my next question for you. Let's talk about the women of Impact Wrestling for a second, because oh, in my opinion, in my in my opinion, and I I, I still feel this way. I feel like the women of Impact Wrestling, Impact Wrestling has the best women's division right now. And people, you know, some of my listeners may argue, some some other random listeners that come across the show, make sure you rate it if you do. I, I do appreciate you listening. Um, you know, they, may, they may say, Nah, man. Uh, uh, WWE NXT has the best women's division, and 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 you know, or WWE in general, or you know, something like that. I don't necessarily know about AEW right now because it's pretty based off of what I've experienced in in the wrestling uh, fandom world. It, it seems like everybody solemnly agrees AEW isn't quite there yet with their women's division. It's it's slowly oh, building. Okay. It's it's oh, building, okay. but they still have a lot to work on there. Like they they're 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 great in their tag division, but their women's division is still lacking some some key stars. Mm. But to me, oh, I okay. felt like I felt like Impact was complete all the way around. I mean, you've got Jordan Grace, Madison Rain, Kiara Hogan. I mean, Tanel Dashwood. I mean, the list just goes on. I mean, there are so many women in impact wrestling right now i mean just you know talia valkyrie i mean you know jessica havoc and rosemary i mean you name it sue young i mean it the, the list yeah. is just it's crazy what these women the type of shows they're putting on right now and i mean even as i was watching i mean i was just you know and and let's not forget miss tessa i mean tessa 
is killing it right now. So at the end of the day, Impact Wrestling to me does, and I quite frankly feel will always have the best wrestling divisions. So my question to you is going to the women, um, and I'm sure you agree with me on that statement there, but going on the women, what was it like promoting the very first historic women's main event for the men's TNA Impact Heavyweight Championship? Um, yeah, you know, Impact World Championship, man. You know what? Um, for me, it was super cool because I didn't know, I really didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I think one of the beauties about working with Impact is I really don't know, you know, what's on the docket. <laughs> like, I'm watching, you know, when I when I see the show, I'm, I'm watching just like everyone else. But um, for me, it was special because, and I'll tell you why, um, I am a huge... I wouldn't say I'm like a huge flag waver of, you know, um, of everybody being different. I think that only certain companies and certain people can be different uh, yes. because your heart's got to be in it. Right. It's got to come from a place of sincerity. Right. Yes. And um, I think sometimes, especially with women. Right. I think that just because we're in this time in our society where women have to be, uh, you know, for PC reasons, they have to be accepted. I think when you get a company like Impact who actually cares about the women and really want to push them, um, man, it, it, it was crazy, man. The the feedback I got um, in Dallas um, as I was, you know, as I flew, uh, drove into Dallas and I was working in the streets because I'm the type of person where if I got my crew working on the streets, I'm out there with them grinding. You know what I mean? I'm not out there just telling them to work. Like, I'm out there doing my thing with them. And I, I had a lot of casual people, um, casual um fans that came to the show that were like, they were like shocked at like, yo, how is this dude going to spit on this girl? Like, how dare this dude? And like, they were getting, you know, emotional about it. And I, and I kind of, I kind of felt like, oh, this is something special because, um, you know, we're in this time and age now where, where, you know, equal rights is something that everybody should have, right. Regardless of, of gender, uh, regardless of, of skin color, regardless of, um, you know, whatever, we all we all need to be treated equally, right? And I right. think Tessa has been given the opportunity by the company um, to kind of grab it by the balls and say, I'm going to do it my way, you know what I mean? And um, I just think for me, the cool thing about it was that people were really invested in what was happening, you know, because Sammy, at the time, you know, he was, he was such a dastardly villain and he was such a, you know, a, a, a piece of garbage that we were like, Yo, Tessa got to go in and handle, homie. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, um, I give a lot of credit to Impact, too, because the stories, right? And that's the key thing about wrestling now is I think it's kind of lost right now is that Impact's the best show on television right now. And it's an honor for me to promote for it because I can tell somebody, hey, week one to week 12, which mm -hmm. is week 12 is your pay-per-view, right? You uh -huh. are going to get a cohesive story, a story that makes sense, and you're going to get a payoff to it. It might not be the payoff you're looking for, but right. um, you're going to get a payoff, right? And mm -hmm. um, I think with the Tessa situation, man, it was like, you know, she she's different. She's a different kind of athlete. And, and, and I, I look at Tessa as someone who's did her homework. She's mm -hmm. passionate about what she does. She's she's the, you know, she's the Jay-Z or, or the Nas or the Eminem of, 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 of of uh, wrestling right now, and she's a, she's a female. Um, so for me personally, having a daughter, you know what I mean, and 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 watching her grow up in the society now, it meant a lot to me because um, mm -hmm. women can do so much right now, 
And um, it's, it's dope to see a company like Impact say, yo, do your thing. You know what I mean? You got the yeah. freedom to go out there and, and connect with these people. And, and, and it's not force fed. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we have to do this because it's the right thing to do. Nah, they doing it because they believe um, in, in Tessa Blanchard. And, and, and Tessa's, uh, Tessa's an incredible athlete and she's just an incredible performer. So, you know, uh, for me, it, hold this, it held a special place in my heart because I got a daughter and uh, seeing the way the world is now, I could literally say, yo, you can do that. You could do whatever you want because there is no more barrier. Um, if you want to go out there and do it, you could do it. Man, amen to that, my brother, because that is totally a beautiful thing to see. Uh, I am all for it, you know, uh, and, and you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit into the into a segment that I'm going to introduce you to a little bit. But but I have uh, one final question for you, actually, before we actually get into the fun part of the show with the segments. Um, have working for any, you know, so far with working with Impact on the marketing side of things, is there anything that they have taught you that is new to you on the marketing side? Like, has there been anything new you have learned from your experience, you know, uh, working with Impact Wrestling on marketing and everything like that? Anything, you know, like any new methods or anything you learned and said, you know what, I'm going to apply this in the music world or I'm going to apply this, you know, just in life with anything I want to market? Um, th th That's a really good question, man. Um, Yeah, I, I think um, because they, they have such a, a crazy, since Impact has such a crazy... um platform on social media and, and, and Facebook and, or, you know, YouTube and, and their app and just all the places that they reach. Right. I think accessibility is just something that I've, I've really learned from them that I, I really love because, you know, I think sometimes in the music industry, right. We're just so complacent and, and it, I, I wouldn't say complacent. I guess I should say we're in this routine of this is how you get music, right. This is how you, you know, Friday, you know, like me, um, mm -hmm. shouts to my dude Steve-O Jada Kiss's album just came out last Friday and I'm a huge Jada Kiss fan hey. so it's like hey I'm I'm programmed to be like alright Kiss dropping Friday mm -hmm. alright I'm gonna go to my Spotify my Tidal Apple Music whatever and stream the, the, the record and, and I think one thing I've really learned from, from Impact is that thinking bigger than that right like this is your date of whatever you're promoting for right a pay-per-view a, a TV show a special um, your, your app whatever um, and really just letting people know, hey, you can get it anywhere, right? You can sit down on a couch and do it. You could be in your car and do it. You could be at, you know, whatever. Accessibility is the key, you know? And um, I think that's one kind of trait I definitely want to bring into the hip-hop world because I think we're so used to and we're so programmed to having it one way that we can think outside the box and, and, and really um, become more accessible. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. I'll give you an example. Um you know, I think Jay-Z, I think it was like 2013 when he had dropped his Magna Carta album. The delivery of that album was so dope because they announced it on the NBA, the finals, and then you had to download the app to get the album, right? So it was like that mm -hmm. format was so dope and it was so ahead of its time that I don't think we really kind of mastered it, um, mm -hmm. you know, from, a, from a, a music standpoint. But there's so much content, right? Videos, um, mm -hmm. you know, Instagram videos, stories, things like that. Uh, we can certainly incorporate in it and be a lot more accessible. So that's one thing I've learned from them because I think they do an incredible job of, of being accessible to their fans. And that's important. Wow, man, that is 
totally agreeable, man. And that is that is awesome to see, man, because as they say, you know, you learn something new every day, man. So, you know, we definitely yeah. have to ask questions Absolutely. like that, you know, because no matter how great you are at your craft, you know, I mean, there's always something to learn, you know, whether you're a wrestler, an artist, you know, social media marketer, anything, man, anything that you do in life, always know. You don't know everything. You can always learn yeah. something, you know? <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, that's what I love about Impact is that they're open to kind of, you know, listening to maybe what might work for them. And then for me too, like, hey, do it this way, you know? Like, so I, I just think that the collabor the collaborative effort is always a good thing because, you know, they're in that world, you know? And I, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm in that world because there's just so many things I don't know about, you know, pro wrestling from that sense but i think the the ultimate goal right is the same thing is, is let's get out there with, a, with an incredible product something different something to really pull the fans heartstrings and um you know get them out to the shows interact with them you know have fun with them and then um you know really enjoy everything when we culminate you know four four times a year with a with a big pay-per-view wow man that is awesome so i mean uh that just about does it as far as the uh interview segment goes of the show and man what an awesome interview this has definitely been man because Vinny has dropped some knowledge he had we've had some dope conversation I mean this is definitely one that I I'm pretty sure the listeners out there are very much enjoying uh so guys once again make sure that you leave us a rating on this man because these interviews are only going to get greater man like I, I I'm loving this man this guy right yeah. here is definitely spitting some knowledge, man, and and we appreciate you for what you do. So here at Life's a Botch, man, Pleasure. we got a couple of uh, dope segments that we like to do on the show. Uh, it's been mm. a little minute since I brought this on the show, so to my listeners, y'all already know what time it is. So the first segment is a segment that is really near and dear to me. It's a segment that I like to call Babyface or Heel. Now, being mm. a you know pro wrestling fan and everything, as you know. The babyface is the good guy character in pro wrestling, you know, the one that gets usually most of the cheers and comes out and, you know, does everything for the kids and 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 just, you know, the face, you know, the face of the company, the 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 one you can always count on to do the right thing in pro wrestling. And then you have your heel. That's right, the character that everybody loves to hate, everybody hates to love. You know, secretly, someone like an MJF or, you know, somebody like, a, you know, just anybody. I mean, just you name it. Somebody that is the perfect a-hole to come out and literally just take it to the fans, cheat his way to victory and all that good stuff. So what I did with this unique uh, segment is this is a twist on life, right? So basically, I'm just going to ask you some questions They can be wrestling related. They could be non-wrestling related. Uh, most of the time, it's probably non-wrestling related just for the fun of it. And generally, <laughs> what I do is I'll ask you babyface or heel. And what you will do is you will choose whether you're going to go babyface on that particular topic and, you know, take the good route and be the good guy on this subject, or you're going to go the heel route and you're just going to completely say why you hate exactly what is in this headline right now. So, <laughs> so here we go. All right, let's do it. All right. Question number one. Indie artists blowing up the DMs looking for a big break. Are you going babyface or heel on this one? Oh, man, I'm, I'm going full-blown heel. Get out of here with that, man. <laughs> Get out of here with that, man. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> oh wow wow oh my gosh now please do enunciate if you will like is there is there any particular reasoning behind that as someone who does marketing um i think what you got to do man is you got to grab you got to grab attention right and i think when you do that um sometimes it comes off as is kind of desperate and it comes off as kind of um it kind of comes off like you don't know uh placement and, and and I think as an inspiring artist, right, you want to find unique ways to grab people's attention, you know, and um, sometimes that just ain't the business, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Especially on the DM side. And a lot of people don't know, too, like, you know, I get a lot of DMs, too, and it's like a separate folder now. So it's like if you ain't if you ain't friends with somebody or whatever, like sometimes you don't even see them. So sometimes it's a waste of time anyway, you know what I mean? So get yourself hot and then people are going to come to you, you know, that's that's my best advice. All right, all right. That's what I, hey, you heard it here, artists. Don't go blowing up the DMs trying to get your big break now. It ain't going to work, and it ain't going to cut it over here in life's life. <laughs> you know how we do it. <laughs> Yo, listen, it, you, to be real with you, I think the best thing for artists to do is get a record and start working with the DJs, man. You know, I know things have changed nowadays where, you know, a lot of the DJs aren't looked as the, the, the gatekeepers, but they are, man. If a DJ can get behind you, um, that's when you really going <laughs> that's when you're going to really pop off. So don't, don't, Hey, respect the DJ, man. I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. Come on now. Respect the DJ. Salute to him. If you're a DJ and you're listening, we love you very dearly. That being said, let's go on to question number two. Oh, this is definitely going to be a fun one to touch on right now since it's definitely recent. Uh, what is your take on the coronavirus nationwide shutdown of all of our favorite sports, are you going babyface or heel on this situation? Um, I, I think I'm gonna go babyface on that one, man. Um, you know, it's you know, it's hard, man. You know, I think we live in this kind of weird age where information is, it can be swayed in one way and, and swayed in another way. Um, I just think we got to be preventative. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks, man, because. You know, we, we use sports and, you know, um, entertainment uh, to kind of get away from our reality, right, and kind of have an escape, right? And right now we don't have an escape. Like, this this thing is, like, right in our face, right? So, um, you know, I, I think with respect to the players, right, who are out there putting their bodies on the line and, and working and traveling and fans who are out there with their family trying to have a good time, you know, I'm a baby face on that one. That's a good move. And I, I wish that, uh, I hope that more people do that more, you know, where, where I'm at, they just announced earlier that in my state, all public schools is, 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 is shut down for three weeks. So I, I think, um, in this time of uncertainty, man, it's just sometimes you're going to have to make that decision. It might not be a popular decision, but yeah. you know, um, I think, uh, I think it has to be done. And I hope that, you know, with, with WrestleMania come out, I think that's a major event outside of the NCAA tournament uh in the next few weeks you know i hope that uh i hope the right decision is made on behalf of, of fans um yeah. you know and whoever works for wwe performers uh ring people uh production people um you know uh be be, be preventative that, that's the best way to, to be right now especially in this time of uncertainty so oh. baby face on that thumbs up 
Thumbs up. Okay, okay. I think that might have been the first babyface reaction I've gotten on something in a while. I think probably since the first <laughs> guess I've done. So you, everybody normally goes complete heel on every question. So that's that's beautiful, man. I love that you went the babyface route there. So well, to the next question. Oh, yes, sir. Go ahead. No, okay. I was going to say, like, you just got to – I think nowadays, bro, I just think sometimes, man, like, especially with this type of stuff going on now, like, you get your conspiracy theorists, and then you have the people who, who bring the facts into the equation, right? So I just think sometimes we need to we need more time to assess everything. Uh, we keep moving like we have been moving. You know, it, it could be harmful. So, you know, I just think in that situation, you know, do, do the right thing. But, hey, I'm glad I could babyface it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what's up, man. You know Absolutely. I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. You know it, man. So with the next question I have for you. How about there's a uh, certain challenge going around right now on social media, you know, and uh, I happened to come across this on your Instagram profile with uh, Pat Poos, who did a phenomenal job on this challenge. Now, the what I need challenge from Nino Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shouts to Nino Man. Shouts to Nino, Nino man. man. Tell me, brother, are we going babyface or heel on some of the challenges that we have seen from the Nino Man What I Need challenge? Um, I love it, man. Uh, I'm going babyface on it. Um, Shouts to Nino, man. You know, he getting out there, getting hurt. So, you know, it's a good look for him. And you get guys like Pat Poos, who, you know, have been in the game for so long, a legend in his own right, um, getting out there and pushing his record. Hey, that's marketing for you, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's how you get your record out there. So, you know it. babyface stamp all day. All day, all day. Two in a row. Now, that's definitely, definitely a record. Vinny, I think you just made a record with two straight. Two straight babyface calls right there. That's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> moving on to this. This is something I actually just came across. So, this is uh, some nice media and entertainment. Bow Wow announces that he is leaving Growing Up Hip Hop after cast members Master P and Romeo Miller reveal that they are now leaving the show. Are you gonna mm. go babyface or heel on that? Uh, man. Um, so so let me let me get this straight. So Bow Wow's leaving the show because Master P and Romeo are leaving. Pretty much. That's what it says in the headlines here. That's that literally man. no other reason other than because Bow Wow and Master P are. I mean, because Master P and Romeo are leaving, he's now mm. deciding to leave the show. So. Interesting. Now, if, to my recognition here, if I recall, I believe those two, those three actually were the the main stars of that show uh, because everyone else was, you know, from my understanding, I mean, you had like DJ Hurricane's daughter, you had uh, Elder Barge's daughter, you had, hey. uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of who, uh, um, Waka Flocka's mother, uh, Debbie, Debbie, I believe her mm. name is Debbie. Yeah. Debbie. Yeah, she, she, her son was on there, and I know he was, oh, and Lil Wayne's daughter was on there at one point. Um, oh, wow. But, I mean, I think she left after, like, the second or third season. Uh, so, it, it mm. it's, they, the last I, I was keeping up with that show for a while, and then I lost track of it, but they had changed up the cast members a little bit, so... Um, I even think I want to say um, oh, from Run DMC, um, man, my net, my I'm having a botch moment in my head right now. But I believe um, 
Oh my gosh, the DJ from Run DMC right now. I don't know why I'm just going completely botching the mind, but uh, even his son, I believe, was on there as well. So it, it it's something. But I mean, would you, based off of that information, would you? Was that something you would go babyface or heel on right now? You know, that's a hard one because you know, if the bag ain't right, you know, I'd probably say Bow Wow go. You know what I'm saying? But on the other side. Man, that, that that could be the time for you to come in and, you know, be the star of the show. You know what I'm saying? And then you could take the bag that P and Romeo left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think I need to know more information on that. But, um, <laughs> may, 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 you know what? I, I, I'm going to say in the middle. Whatever you call okay. that in the middle, I'm, I'm in the middle with that. Okay, and in the wrestling business, we like to call that what you call a tweener. That's that's the one that's kind of like right. halfway babyface, but halfway heel. Hard to oh, tell. Okay. So they're, they're what you would call a tweener, you know what I mean? So right. Oh, okay, okay, we'll, okay. We'll go tweener. Tweener is normally not an option for this particular segment because it's either one or the other, but we'll let that one slide because that's a good one right there. So you, more information is needed. Uh, so stay tuned, guys. We'll let y'all know what the uh, future details on that is. Now, so the final one is definitely on a serious note. I mean, I know that you are a New York native. You are definitely mm. from, from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You know, shouts out to Crime Time, man. Those those were my favorite guys back in the day. I love them killing it out in the indie scenes right now. They always make Brooklyn look good out there on the wrestling scene, man, and so, so many <laughs> others. Shout out to Private Party. Uh, man, House of Glory in general. I mean, House of Glory, you guys out there are just killing it for the NY right now on the wrestling scene. But hey, we... man, shouts to House of Glory, man. Um. You know, Westside Gun, who's uh, who's an artist out of, of Buffalo, uh, yeah. he's investing some money in the company. And, you know, that's one of the things now that, like, you know, the hip-hop and wrestling connection is something that I'm bridging now with Impact. You guys are going to see a lot of that happen. And I ain't going to give too much away, but uh -oh. you're going to see a lot of that happen. Uh -oh. uh, yeah, shouts to House of Glory. Uh, okay. Shouts to Westside Gun. They're they doing, they about to do some, they about to do some, some incredible things, man. And shouts to them. I wish them best uh, uh, luck mm -hmm. in, in the endeavors and um, I think um, I think that uh, that's going to be something special to watch, too. So, shouts to them. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, oh, no. That was great, man. Shout out to that exclusive plug right there, man. So, uh, definitely, you heard it here first, folks. Life's a Bunch podcast with the first exclusive. Just know, Impact Wrestling working on some hip-hop moves, man. Hip-Hop Wrestling Connect coming soon. Hey, man. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, it's gotta happen, man. Gotta happen. Hey, I'm telling you, man, it's coming. So the serious, the serious final topic here is that, as we know, recently Brooklyn lost. Uh, you know, some would call him a legend. Some would call him an up-and-coming legend. Some would call him an in-between person who was definitely on his way to possibly legendary status. Um, so. Even though I know which way you'd probably go on this one, I'm just going to go ahead and ask anyway for the purpose of the segment of are you going to go babyface or heel on the loss of hip-hop artist Pop Smoke? Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, rest in peace of Pop Smoke, man. It's a fortunate situation. Um, such a such an incredible... Um, such an incredible talent who was on the way up. And, um, you know, Brooklyn spread love is the Brooklyn way, you know, was, was said by, 
you know, the notorious. And, and I think that that's what Brooklyn's all about. So, you know, yeah. very, very, very sad, you know, to hear uh, about his untimely passing, um, you know, and, and I think, uh, it's crazy because Brooklyn right now in hip hop is 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 these young kids, man, and and, and you know, um, um, these young kids are making such a, a move right now, and they creating so much noise that he was definitely the leader of that kind of new school of of Brooklyn rappers. So, um, Babyface on that one all the way, man. Shouts to um, Pop Smoke. Shouts to his brother. Um, he was a big Papoose fan, and Pap was telling me a story that um, he had you know he had seen him. Uh, at an event, and he was just showing so much love, and, you know, he looked at Pap as one of them casts in, in Brooklyn, and just in hip-hop that he, you know, he had looked up to as a youngin, uh, because, you know, Pop was a big fan of the lyricist, so, you know, uh, him showing so much love and being so humble with Pap, even though Pop had his own thing going on, uh, it meant a lot to him, so, um, yeah, very, very sad about that, and, you know, I think you're gonna see, you would've even if he would have stayed alive and he would have been able to kind of reap the fruits of his, his labor, um, this new Brooklyn movement is crazy out here, man. You know, yeah. uh, 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 Sleepy Hollow, um, yeah. Pop Smoke, um, uh, uh, Fabio Foreign, like all these young cats, man, they impressed me. Like they just, they just out here creating some really dope music and, um, Chef G, shouts to Chef G. So, you know, I think, unfortunately, in his passing comes up, you know, the positive we can see out of it is that, you know, his homies that he rapped with, the guys I mentioned, mm-hmm. you're really going to see them rep for him. And, you know, really, they're creating the buzz now. They're they doing some moves. And, you know, on a nationwide level, you're going to hear Brooklyn. You're going to hear Brooklyn like crazy out there. And it's, it's going to annoy a lot of people, but, you yeah. know, it puts a smile on my face because, come you on. know, we, uh, we we the greatest, man. We the greatest borough in, in the whole city. And, you know, we're the most talented borough out of the whole city. So at the end of the day, um, <laughs> watch out for the new Brooklyn. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Amen. Watch out for the new Brooklyn. So you heard it here, folks. And uh, that being said, this brings me to the final segment of the show. And this is definitely the most popular segment, even more popular than what we just did here. This is the segment that I call the two-minute promo. So... To basically explain how this goes, I'm pretty sure in the wrestling business you're familiar with the art of the promo, where you basically just say what you feel, what comes to your mind, no particular subject in mind. It literally can be about anyone, anything. You can name drop if you choose, because it is life's a botch, and you are more than welcome to name drop if you choose, or you can totally keep it anonymous to be like, hey, you know who you are, and I know who you are, and I'm not going to say it, but you know. So literally, (laughs) it can be about anyone. It can be about anything. It can be whatever you want. I'm going to time you until the two-minute mark, and when I say time, time is up. So my brother, in about three seconds, you are able to cut a promo on anything you want. All right? Are you ready, Mm. my friend? I am ready. I am born ready. He was born ready. That's what I like to hear. That's what I'm talking about. Well, all right then, Mr. Vinny. In three, two, one, go. Man, I'm going to keep it all the way 100. There's so many things right now that are bothering your boy. So within this two minutes, number one, if you dirty wash your hands. And when you wash your hands, sing happy birthday twice to yourself. Uh, All this corona spreading. Do the right thing, first and foremost. And all you dirty people, 
uh, spray some Lysol on yourself because it's getting wild out here. You know what I'm saying? Secondly, um, all the people out there on social media trying to scare other people, cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. We, 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 we all trying to make sense of everything. We cut it out. Quit trying to scare people. Quit trying to do these scare tactics on people. And last but not least, on that side, um, all you weirdos out there who who want to spread the uh, 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 the video of the riot people in the subway in, in China or Japan, man, that was four or five years ago, man. Quit scaring people. We're in this g- weird, crazy uh, situation where uh, anything can be looked at as a fact. So stop with the corniness. Cut it out. Next thing is I'm tired of seeing Agent Orange on the TV talking all this craziness, man. You know, do the right thing, bro. Every day is a new beginning. Get out there and do your thing, man, and, and just make sure that we we set. We set. Another thing, all you rappers out here that are, are sending DMs uh, that got a bunch of emojis in them, I don't know what that means, man. Speak properly. Get a press release. Get a DJ behind you. Get a, a an email blast together. There's a lot of places. Shout to my dude. Um, shout to my dude Ryan from Bottom Feeders. Go there. Distribute your music the right way, man. I'm tired of seeing y'all with the emojis and the in the DMs and the comments. Uh, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Another thing, another thing that I, I gotta get off my chest, man. And it's just, you know, it's just the way, it's just the way things are going down right now. Do me a favor and stop reposting, okay, the fake news threads, bro. That is crazy, man. Like, look, um, what's his name didn't die today? He didn't die three years ago. He ain't died today. Stop stop spreading all this craziness because at the end of the day, it's not healthy. Um, on a positive note, eat good, eat healthy, eat your fruits and vegetables, juice. If you feel kind of crazy, take a ginger shot. You know what I'm saying? But don't go out here spreading your germs. Wash your hands, right? Wash your ass. Do everything you might need to stay protected, right? And last but not least, man, I don't know how much time I got on the promo, but the last thing I really want to go ahead and make sure people know about is go cop the Jada Kiss album, Ignatius. It's a beautiful album. If y'all want to learn about pain and and understanding death and and how it affects us all as human beings, listen to this album. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow, that right there, perfect timing, my friend. You hit that all right on the nail. Great execution. You were able to cover so many topics all in a short amount of time. And you ended it with the trifecta. And you told him, go get that Jaden Kiss album. <laughs> you already know. Jaden Kiss, man. Shout the kiss. One and only. Yeah. My guy. You already know what's up. So that being said, listen. Mr. Vinny, you were amazing today. You were incredible. You laid a lot of dope stuff on the line, man. We had I don't I had an amazing conversation with you. I don't know about my listeners out there. We would definitely love to have you back on the show, my friend, because you were phenomenal. Phenomenal, hey, man. Thank you. Thank you. We would love to hear more about what you got going on, what's your progress, all of that good stuff. So we definitely will have you back on the show. In the meantime, go ahead and tell the people what you got coming up, and where they can find you on social media. Definitely. Yo, thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure, uh, honor speaking with you. Um, uh, Peace to what you're doing over there on your platform, you know what I'm saying? Whatever I could do to further that movement. 
I'm always, uh, yo, my schedule is always open for you, my G. So I'm a phone call away. Just hit my jack. Um, you can follow me on all social media, Vinny 49th. That's on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't deal with the chat snap, so you can't find me on there. I ain't with all that posting a picture and it deleted. Nah, I ain't dealing with all that. Uh, so holla at me on, on uh, Instagram or, or Facebook. I'm um, where the pictures follow- stay permanent, son. <laughs> right, right. Come on now, man. It's crazy out here, bro. The feds be looking at the, the phones and all that, so I ain't with that. But listen, um, you can, you can also follow my company, Six Families, Inc., uh, Instagram. Um, the Instagram kind of just got launched not too long ago, but we about to revamp that so you can still follow us there. The Twitter is the main source of everything. So, um, at Six Families, uh, Inc., INC. Um, a couple things in the pipeline. Your new Papoose project coming real soon. Uh, we about to drop that very, very soon. Obviously, right now with the climate, we're probably going to have to uh, uh, stay indoors for a little while and maybe do some digital promo, but we got that coming. Remy Ma's album is coming really soon. It's called Reminisce. This record is incredible, man. Shout out to Fat Joe. Um, it's coming out uh, uh, very, very soon. No date on that, but that's coming. And then um, for me, man, I got, um, me personally, I got some more things in the pipeline uh, podcast-wise. I got something really unique coming out really, really soon with a, a couple of peers of mine that, that we're going to be launching. And then, of course, man, in, in the whole wrestling spirit, man, impactwrestling.com. Uh, we traveling uh, everywhere, hitting some towns, visiting fans. Every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, Access TV. If you don't got access and you got a cell phone and you got a smartphone and you ain't no dummy, you got it. Go on in, you know, watch the show, man. It's the best um, wrestling show on, on the planet right now. Incredible athletes, incredible stories, um, just an incredible vibe. You want, want two hours to kind of get away from the the craziness that's happening. Uh, take a look, man. And um, uh, I believe March 28th, I'm not mistaken, Impact Plus special event. You can sign up for a free trial. Uh, go yes. to impactplus.tv, get your free trial, and watch the, the event called Lockdown. It's going to be okay. crazy. Yes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, Rebellion, NYC, my hometown, uh, 419, get your tickets now. Uh, triple Threat, Tessa, versus Elgin versus Eddie. That's going to be crazy. So make sure you get out there. And listen, all the fans supporting the Impact Street team, hashtag Impact Street team, we interacting with y'all. Um, we got some merch coming for that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But um, if y'all interested in working with us, man, just hit us up, man. If you're in these towns we here, we love to um, bring you part of the team and, and spread that love. So, But I appreciate you having me on, man. Pleasure, honor. Hey, anytime, my brother, you are always more than welcome. We thank you, man. It is definitely the first of many, many, many connections and many, many, many links. And, uh, man, again, we can't thank you enough for everything that you do uh, on behalf of the wrestling community, as well as a fellow artist myself. We thank you for what you do on the artist side of things in the music industry as well. And and right here on Life's a Botch, man, in the podcasting media world, we thank you for being a part of an awesome show, man. Definitely can't wait till the listeners hear this on a live sense, man, when it goes live in full effect. And uh, yeah, man, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you already know. You can follow your boy at Life's a Botch Podcast, and you can also follow my artist page at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E, Life. And you already know all things Life's a Botch Podcast, Facebook, 
you can definitely go on the Instagram. Make sure you join the Life's a Botcast. The Life's a Botch podcast. See, there was my botch for the end of the show. You can follow that also on Facebook. Join the group and help us talk a lot of trash or a lot of good things, uh, wrestling threads for big events like Impact Lockdown. You know, when that gets ready to air, we can definitely talk and, and, and share our thoughts on certain matches and events and all that good stuff. So without further ado, that's a wrap for your boy. And until the next time, 